You kids enjoy those presents. Ooh. Now that was one perfect Christmas morning. Yeah, yeah. What's the matter, honey? Where are you going? I'm about to drive 35 minutes up to Mecca to go beat some dude ass. What? It's Christmas, babe. What did he do? He said some wild shit about Kobe on Twitter. Then you beat his fucking ass, baby. You beat his fucking ass. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Neil, the long-lost Gasol brother, the podcast Jordan Clarkson, Dork Nowitzki at your services. This week's episode could be sponsored by Tostitos Scoops. Tostitos Scoops. Fuck up your gums with Tostitos Scoops. This week, it's Christmas in July. We're talking Meet Me in Temecula. On Christmas Day 2014, a Twitter fight broke out and got so deliciously close to becoming a real fight in Temecula, California. If you know the story, you know how foundational it is to modern sports fandom online. And if you don't know the story, you are stupid and dumb. There is no debate that Meet Me in Temecula is a great sports moment, but is it Hall of Fame worthy? Here with me today to decide that is one half of the reason Meet Me in Temecula even exists he's the instigator of the entire ordeal an nba twitter og and one half of the 19 media groups dunk tales podcast mr james holis aka snotty dripping what is up and the voice is quite buttery <laughs> hold on i've been working my radio voice for the podcast <laughs> what's up brother uh not much man i really appreciate you being here uh first off and i mean this to me there's Almost no Twitter user whose Twitter name has more effectively replaced his or her actual name with the possible exception of Jesus from Jesus and Mero. He is Jesus. <laughs> you are snotty. In a way, you're kind of like the Magic Johnson of this. Irvin became Magic. James became snotty. Congratulations and thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not quite proud of that. I'm a grown <laughs> man who people call snotty. Uh, I've met people from Twitter. Oh, hey, snotty. And I'm like, ah, we're in public, man. Don't call me. All right, I'm snotty. Let me table set here for a second. Favorite sport, favorite team, favorite athlete. Please answer those three questions. Basketball is the only sport I really watch. NBA basketball. In fact, I don't even really like if colleges. I don't watch it. Um, favorite team. I'm a Celtics guy. Uh, not since the OG young days, but I caught on before they became good. So I, I, I'm proud of that. And um, what's the last question? The favorite athlete. Uh, so obviously Scotty was one of my all time favorites. I, I think he's a little underrated. Uh, then look, man, I love Rus Russell Westbrook in his prime. Not, in his prime. not I feel in bad. This prime. is why it's hard watching yeah. the Lakers now. You're telling me, you're telling me it's hard to watch Russ. the Lakers. I, I, I know, you know, um, because people, I hate that people are acting like this is who Russ has mm -hmm. always been. He was, a, he was a monster for a long, long while. And even prime Russ, I would, I would have been, have been weird seeing him fit with this team. But this is just not who he was, right? He's lost just enough where yes. he's become a liability in certain ways. He hasn't learned enough and become skilled enough to offset the loss he's had. So it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, probably those two guys, man. Uh, obviously, I I'm, I think MJ is the GOAT, but I get why people say LeBron isn't. You know, is too. So I'm not going to argue. 
Uh, but yeah, Scotty was my favorite all time, even though he's been weird lately as an as an uh, as a retired guy. And then Russ, Russ was my guy. <laughs> he has been weird. He has been weird. Here's a here's a great question right out of the shoot. Let's go. Who is more underrated, Tim Duncan or Scottie Pippen? I believe those are the two most underrated players in NBA history. Who is more underrated? It's all relative, right? Because there are people who say Tim Duncan isn't top 10. And, you know, a lot of then I think realistically he's like a top kind of five player almost. Um, mm, and mm. he's been so understated. And sure, he never had a, a real dynasty, but they, they were great for so long. Um, right. And, you know, I think Scotty gets his props. I think he feels like he doesn't. And maybe he's some of the younger guys like right. people don't really know. But I think overall from uh, ex-players and from like the real people who know NBA stuff, they give him his props. So I, I'd say probably Tim Duncan. I agree. That's the answer. Correct. You nailed it. Let's dive into Meet Me in Temecula to appreciate this moment. We must understand the moment. So let's tell the story of Meet Me in Temecula. The short version is two men get into an argument on Twitter that escalates into threats of physical violence and finally results in a scheduled fist fight. But here at First Ballot, the short version is not enough. We must go deeper. Mm -hmm. Now, my tweets Real AF has deleted his account, but with the help of forensic science, SB Nation, and all of the blogs that have cataloged this Twitter storm, I've been able to build a timeline of the events that took place on Christmas Day 2014. <laughs> this is like first 48 here. We're doing some forensic shit. Yes, we're doing some forensic shit. I'm going to read the pertinent tweets to you in chronological order, and please feel free to comment live. Remember, listeners, these tweets were all from 2014. Exhibit A, his first tweet that gets your attention reads, Russell Westbrook is the best shooting guard in the NBA right now. You quote tweeted him and said, this is pretty stupid. You then found another tweet of his where he wrote, the Spurs would be better without Washington Duncan. You quote tweeted that and said, so is this. The so is this, meaning this is also pretty stupid. Now, you've called him stupid, unprovoked, twice. I mean, stupid is as stupid does, though. So, you see, (laughs) if I see a dog taking a crap on the sidewalk, and I say, hey, that dog's taking a crap on the sidewalk. (laughs) You're not going to be like, hey, that's being rude. No, the dog's taking taking a shit on the sidewalk. So, when I see somebody just verbally shitting on the timeline, I'll say, hey, this guy's verbally shitting. I get it. He now tweets you directly, quote, first moron that was sarcasm. You quote tweet that and say, LMAO. Sounds about right. You're you're doing a good job of dredging up the memories. Your Honor, up until this point, this is a very standard run-of-the-mill Twitter disagreement back and forth. Some name calling, but nothing over the line. We're about to pick up speed. Uh Uh-oh. Exhibit B. He tweets you and says, before you jump in someone's mentions... You don't follow. Might want to find the context of the tweets. Fuck stick. He calls you a fuck stick, Ooh. which is a very particular thing. I wouldn't have thought that he'd use the word fuck stick. He did use it. Called you a fuck stick. Starting to pick up a little bit of inertia here. Fuck, fuck stick is a pretty funny uh, like insult. Like that's not going to hurt your feelings. I was like, what fuck stick? Who it, are we having a 1970s snap fingers <laughs> dance brawl? What's what's you know? <laughs> Come on, jabroni. Let's go now. This is when this Twitter fight becomes very Kobe-centric. You tweet him. Kobe doesn't defend. He's killing ball movement, killing spacing, killing any other player's rhythm, and shooting like shit. Uh, He writes you back and says, if you think the Lakers are better without Kobe because of his shooting percentage, you are a buffoon. Snotty, you retweeted that. 
and corrected his spelling. It's a devastating mistake by David. It's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> a devastating mistake when you're in a Twitter argument to misspell a word, particularly a word like buffoon that you're calling someone. My tweets, real AF, spelled it B A F O O N. Again, you corrected to B U F F O O N. And for the record, once more, you publicly called him an idiot. Now we're off to the races. I guess now he's rolling. He's probably fuming by now. Exhibit C, adding insult to injury. You subtweet him and say, change his at to my tweets, dumb AF. That one really got me at the time. It gets me now. If I may editorialize for just one moment, I would say you, Snotty, were clearly the instigator here. And you're also, if I may, currently running away with this Twitter fight. At this point, as a veteran of Twitter myself and a student of war, my tweets really left needs to change the narrative. This is not going well. Drastic times call for drastic measures. Exhibit D. He tweets you saying, nah, you a dummy, a Kobe hater, and a stat nerd, LMAO. Exhibit E. You tweet back and say, you're a Kobe slurper. We understand. Okay, easy now, gentlemen. Easy. He tweets back at you. Listen, B word ass, bad word, non-black people can't say. I said I'm done. Now go take your stands out of my mentions and Google some PER per he's referring to the stat mm. PER per. I don't know how you say it. This sounds to me when I hear him say, I said, I'm done to me. He's not necessarily, maybe he's not waving the white flag, so to speak, but I believe he's definitely trying to end the fight. Um, but see, that's when the Twitter argument, that's when you smell blood in the water. <laughs> you know, he tried to call me a buffoon. He tried to call me an idiot, a moron, but now it's like, Oh no, I'm done. I'm done. No, it's not done. <laughs> Ex- exhibit F. You then call him a loser, which is just a very basic yet very mean thing to call someone. He hated that one. Very funny. It's just very simple. Yeah, it burns. It's like calling someone a coward. Yeah. It's just like it really sinks in deep. It goes to the bone. Because that's what spun him up. That's what really got him, I think. Exhibit whatever we're, we're on. He tweets you and says, loser? I bet I don't lose the fight. You in San Diego, right? No, that's very ominous to me. How does he know you're in San Diego? It's in my like in my bio, my location. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Exhibit G. You reply and say my tweets real AF is not a real. The bad word non-black people can't say. Now, Your Honor, this is of note to me. This is a direct affront because this man's Twitter name is my tweets real AF. Oh yeah. And you have gone out of your way to say the exact opposite. That's part of his who he is. Is that he's real. His tweets are real. They're as real as fuck. And you're saying that he is not real. Is that intentional? That's int- Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I can tell he's one of those idiots that like his, you know, he was losing face online. Exhibit H, he tweets you and says, I'm real enough to meet and beat your ass. How's Temecula sound? Now, for listeners unfamiliar with Southern California geography, because we've established that Snotty lives in San Diego, and because my tweets real AF has chosen Temecula for this duel, we believe my tweets real AF to live in the greater Los Angeles area. He's in, so he's in the IE, which is more east, because, you know, uh, yeah, because he's not yes. in LA. So that's why he think Temecula is like halfway between San Diego and there you go. That's it. I believe it to be very funny. He's asking you to meet him halfway, halfway. If you really want to fight someone, one would think you'd have the fire, the passion to drive all the way to where that person lives. You drive all the way to San Diego and beat them up in their hometown. I do give dispensation. I have to assume that gas prices were at play here. 
and he wants to just go have these. <laughs> exhibit I or J should have never started this exhibit thing. My tweets really F breaks protocol here. He does not wait for your reply and tweets you again. Quote, you steady calling me a loser. Don't make you a winner. Ooh. Meet me and we can determine who the real loser is. Ooh. Simple. I'm five hours away. So I'm just thinking what, a, what an idiot. Like you're a grown man with a family. Like it's Christmas day, bro. It's, you know what I mean? Right. It's fucking Christmas yeah. day. So I'm thinking, is it, is this, what kind of weirdo is this? That's all I'm thinking. Oh, and so, yeah, I, I had no intentions. I'm, I'm in like, you know, I'm wearing like my pajamas. I'm watching Christmas games. My mom, with my mom and my dog and like hanging out. Privately, you're with your mother and dog. Publicly, you tweet him back. Fuck it. Let's go loser Temecula. Yeah. He replies, bet. Gold's gym be there in 40 minutes. Now, he has asked you to fight. You have publicly agreed to that fight and tacitly agreed upon a fighting city. He has now set the location within that city and it's Gold's Gym. Now that scares me. I don't like him knowing there's a Gold's Gym in this city. That makes me wonder, have you been to Gold's Gym in Temecula? Do you have Gold's Gym muscles? So the reason I don't worry about that is I'm at the time I'm 6'2", about 240. Um, I yeah. spent my time in the military. I, like, I'm not I'm not a Philly badass, but like I grew up in <laughs> South Carolina where, you know, we street fight, whatever. Not I'm not a I was not. I'm not a tough guy, but at the same time, like, right. I don't worry about. It. I go anywhere without worry about having to defend myself because I can defend myself. Right. So no, right. I was never like, oh, this guy at the gym. I don't care about that. Like, you know, if somebody can knock me out, they can knock me out. But you're not gonna knock me out, you know. But I also had no intention of fighting him anyway, so it didn't matter. Right. We, I, let me tell you, everyone at home, myself included. You're sitting there going, oh, my God, this is getting great. Like, it's like one of those Twitter things that you're watching live. You're watching everyone's tweets and, re and replies to it and everyone's quote tweeting it and retweeting it. And it's so exciting. You're watching like some it's like watching something live on your phone. And we all believe that this is going to happen. Like, we just assume that you're going to go fight this guy in Temecula. No intention from you ever to do that. Someone could be around the corner for me and tell me, hey, meet me at the store. Let's fight. And I'd say the same thing. I'm not going to leave my house right. to fight somebody. <laughs> if you want to. I said something about like you expect me to leave my domicile to come fight you. Come on, dude. If you want to fight me and you got beef me that bad, and you catch me out. That's it. I'm not going to run from you. But oh my this, God. I, I didn't know setting up fights was a thing until after this. When people right. said, we used to do this all the time. Set up fades. And I'm like, <laughs> why'd you do that? So. A scheduled fight is not something I'm I'm used to either yes. the way I grew up. Yeah, you scrap, you scrap. So but. you mentioned Christmas earlier. It's one of my favorite parts of this whole story. This is Christmas Day. You have, I presume you've opened maybe a gift had, at some point. You've gifts. told someone you love them that day. Mm -hmm. Drank. And now mind. this person that you don't know is threatening to fight you. Strange. Had, do you remember any gifts that you got that day? Do you remember opening any gifts? Because I want to imagine you opening. I want you to tell me what you opened, what you got. I want everyone listening to imagine you opening that package and seeing this thing. And then hour later, someone threatening to fight you into my killer. Oh, I know my mom got me some kind of like weird pullover. Like it wasn't bad, but it was like perfect. Like a grandfather would wear. Like a, I remember the blue, like, That's perfect. It was like a little too big, you know? Uh, I'm perfect. pretty sure I perfect got answer. some, you know, I think she got me some new, like, some sweatpants. She thought were cool, but, like, my mom getting them. Right. Like, very cool. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So. 
All those things that your parents get you that because you love your parents, you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll wear this thing. This is great. Thanks so much. And then you're like, I got to take this with me when I move. I got to pack up these things that I never wear. It's sitting in my closet. It's perfect. A perfect answer. So you're opening up a pullover, sweatpants, and then some guy is threatening to beat you up in Temecula. This is great. I love where this is going. Mm-hmm. Exhibit L. Some random person tweets you and says, there's no way he's driving right now. You quote tweet that and say, he might be. And I think that's when I started realizing like, like I saw like more and more people retweeting and talking about it. And I was like, damn, this is kind of, you know, still didn't know it was going to get the way it got, but I'm like, it's a thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So where are your mentions at this point? Like how, how fast it's and furious still are they taken off? It's not going to take off until, really? like, oh, absolutely not. It was probably, you know, I've had worse. So I was, I was just chilling then. It really takes off later on in the story though. Exhibit M. He sends you an update tweet that reads, Passing Murrieta. I'm presuming that's a city. It's coming down. That's between where he lives yep. and Temecula. Yep. Oh, my God. And I think he's our He's giving you he, live updates. He was tweeting the pictures, right? And so, like, the street, yes. the signs. And this is when the mentions started picking up, I think. Because people are like, holy shit, this guy's really doing it. <laughs> that's so much fun to remember. He started tweeting, like, the road signs mm-hmm. telling you where he was on his path to, to coming to fight you. Yep. <laughs> and you're a state away. You're in Arizona. I've been Yuma. So Yuma is about a little over 200 miles away from there. You know what I mean? I'm not even not even close. Yes. Yeah. The the final sort of I'm here is and and for all intents and purposes the crescendo of this story mm-hmm. of Meet Me in Temecula. Oh, it's not the crescendo. Is my right. tweets real AF mm-hmm. posts a picture of the welcome to Temecula sign with a middle finger to the sign that's the last thing image called right you there. a bad word <laughs> called you a bad word middle finger to Temec- he's there he this gentleman is in temecula california to beat you up or to try rather to fight yes absolutely it says temecula please drive safely <laughs> red light and speed speeding laws strictly enforced i mean it's like a full-on welcome to temecula sign he's standing there it looks like it's dusk he's ready to go that's it. He's ready. And now your now your mentions are going nuts. Right. And I think he said something like, where you at? And I made sure I said, like, you know, LML, I'm in Arizona, you know? And again, somebody had asked me right after, you about to go fight somebody? I know James. No, yes. And I said, I said, I said, I'm not. I'm in Arizona. Ron Artest's brother tweets you and says, My, are you, who are you fighting? Yep. There you go. And you say, no, you say, Nobody. I'm at my mom's crib in Arizona eating roast pork. What a great answer. I literally had, I was picking up pieces of roast pork and snacking on roast pork. My mom, (laughs) she makes delicious roast pork. She's a great cook around the holidays. And her roast pork and her mac and cheese are two of my favorite things. So I was was having another plate. And this guy is grinding his teeth, white knuckling his steering wheel, ready to fight you. I'm tripping on how, how, I think about, um, Derek, uh, Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes, how yes. Matt Barnes drove like 40 minutes an hour to go fight. Right. How mad do you have to be to stay mad the whole time you're driving for 45 minutes? <laughs> I always think about like, do you play some like hardcore hip hop, like some gangster music? <laughs> right. Are you, you know, right. are you crushing Red Bulls? Are you snorting Adderall? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you got to keep that momentum going, you know? You got to keep that energy you up. Keep the energy up. It's, it, 
you get the wrong song over the radio and it, you're relaxed, you're thinking about some vacation, the love of your life, right? and you just go, what am I doing? What am I doing driving to Temecula to fight this guy? No, this man. This song was, is on. He was locked in. He was locked in. The picture, I listened to your, you did, you recently recorded a podcast on the anniversary with your co-host JP on the Dunk Tales podcast. You had some of the, some of the goats. You had Dragonfly Jones on, you had Josiah, Josiah. Jo- King Josiah, yes, 54, sir. Josiah Johnson. You had uh, a Jabari Davis on My man to Jabari. all discuss and reminisce about the podcast. I encourage everyone that's listening to this to go also listen to that podcast. It's also on YouTube. It's great fun to listen to. Dragonfly Jones referred to as the referred to the picture of the Welcome to Temecula sign with the guy's middle finger as a postcard for a fade, which I thought was perfect. One of the funniest guys saying one of the funniest jokes I've heard in a long while. Postcard for a fade. All of that establishes this lovely story that is Meet Me in Temecula. I wish we had talked to you about this before we went on that show because you would you would have done a good job coming up with the rundown. Because this has been more, <laughs> we were got, we were all over the place having fun, but you're actually like digging into it, and I appreciate it. I listen. It's it's just I want people to know that this was an electric moment that everyone was hanging. We were we were just refreshing and like looking for the next tweet. It was like it was one of those things where you're like, I'm not even going to sit on my timeline. I'm going to load Snotty Drippin's Twitter page in its own window and my tweets real AF in its own window because I want to see the moment their tweets come in. I want to see them. I want to follow this thing. It was just electric. So and that was really when it took off where the picture started. And when he got there and he realized I wasn't there and he had to drive back home because there was there was equal parts people <laughs> clowning him. Then right. his men that's when his followers got in my mentions. Right. Because they were calling me every name under the sun. Right. Like you said coward. And I said that doesn't bother me. Again, none of this I, I, even then, this is we're talking almost nine years ago, right? I was yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. I'm a grown ass man. I got fucking bills. I got yeah. jobs. I I spent my time in the military. I've been I served overseas. Fucking a bunch of people on Twitter calling me names didn't really bother me. The incessance of it bothered me, but then yeah, they they threatened me with death. They threatened to kick my ass. These are this is just strangers, you know. I'm like, damn, y'all really mad about this shit. It never got scary because it's all online. You can just close the app, right? But I do remember, right. like I said on our podcast, shout out to uh, Dragonfly Jones and King Josiah and my man JP and Jabari for that. But uh, yeah, it was like if you are you're, like you say you had a VR helmet on and you're floating in mm-hmm. the deep ocean and you see like a shark swim by. And then you can close the phone, you take the helmet off, and everything's normal. But you put the helmet right back on, and you're just in deep, right. uncharted water. And it, it was right. like never, it was so weird just to have people right. like, uh, you know, country boy six five three four. Oh, you fuck boy, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I'm like, shut up, idiot, and I just block them. Shut. Up. But like, it got to the point. It was like literally over the span of let's say an hour, I probably blocked two hundred people. And I like the, oh the mentions were like maybe eight times that many, you know, and, and like it. That's when it really started rolling. And I, I don't know. I might have had fifteen hundred followers when that started. By the time everything was over and said and done with, they had like eight thousand followers. Amazing, right? And it that took like several days. Um, and yeah, it, like it was not. I'd wake up in the morning to literally probably thousands of mentions. Unbelievable, right? It froze the. You app. know, I love. I love the VR headset comparison because when you started that, I was like, where is he going? You're exact. It's weird because you put your phone down and 
it's Christmas Day. Right. I'm doing There's my candy mom. cane sitting there. My mom, like, right. what you doing on your phone so much? I'm like, sorry, mom. And I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> but you still had that weird feeling just pit of your stomach because you know what's going on, on your phone. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not uh, fear, but just like, it's it's a lot. Like, damn, you know, they're witching death on me. And they're, you know, obviously I see the oh dude, you know, God. some dude's little AV, his little picture, right? His avatar. It's like a little right. scrying dude. I'll fuck you up. And I'm like, what's going Come on, bro. <laughs> you know, everyone's putting on for Twitter. And well, you know, this bitch, this bitch, Snotty Pippen. I don't like, you know, so yeah, it was weird. Is there, can I ask you a question? Is there any moment in this ordeal? Where you are nervous, where you're scared. Is there any point where you're like, oh, this is getting, this is like, you know, this is moving at a pace that I'm no longer happy with. No. If a guy's willing to drive 35 minutes to Temecula to fight me, is he willing to look up my name online? Is he going to dox me? Is he going to find someone that Absolutely knows me not. and to do something to them? You're not worried because, about it at all. Again, I do. I work for the. I was working for the government at the time, right? So I got a right. clearance. I, I work on a navy base. Right. You can use the navy to fight. And him. again, if somebody wants to come find me to fight me, they can find me to fight me. It was. It was never. A, there was never any fear. It was annoying. Yes. Have my phone just. Right. I had to turn my lights right. off. But no, nah, there was never right. fear because I saw what he looked like in real life. Because he got on. He went on one of those. Um, uh, some internet. Uh, I had Huff I, Post Huff, Live. Huff, Huff Post Live, and I saw him. I said, that? "That's him." Yeah. Come on, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, wait a minute. What do you mean by that? Uh, I think he was like five eight. Um, oh no! You're, pic- call- you're gonna say he's little. And the pictures he posted, like in his AV, he's like he has his hands in the prayer position with the biceps yeah. kind of pumped up. But yeah. when I saw him on Huff Post Lives, he looked like what that movie Fifty Cent did when he lost all the weight and he was. Oh yes. <laughs> Very gaunt looking. He looked yes. like a uh, he looked like a, a raisinette that had a, a, a Napoleon <laughs> complex. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, "Come on, bro!" And then on the, when he goes on Huffle, he's trying to, "Well, yeah." And I wasn't going to take being bullied. I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about, bro?" I remember oh, watching no. that. I just watched a little bit of him. He was like, "Yeah, I'm standing up. I'm not going to let people bully online." And I'm, what? So That's so funny. Yeah, it was funny. This is. This is very funny because I never saw. I know that he did the HuffPost Live interview. Mm-hmm. I've got a quote from that coming up. I never saw the HuffPost Live interview. I've never seen anything outside of his avatar. In my brain, my tweets real AF looks like Debo. And he, he you know probably, what I mean though. Like when you go through this, you presume that this guy is a monolith. That he's just this like mountain of a guy, and he drives the Temecula to beat people up because he just runs through dudes. He just crushes them. But I that's not I, the case. I went through his media, I think, at the time, or because somebody posted his old media, and like, yeah, this picture of him at his daughter's graduation, and like, he's like maybe five nine, five five eight. I think his wife oh, so was a little taller than him. You go through his other social. You you oh, see no, this is on Twitter, on Twitter, like the you know you post pictures, oh, I see. and then you right, go right through, the media, yeah. right? And I'm like, unbelievable. Come on, dude. And like, he's at his daughter's graduation. He had the now. This is a, not give you pause, but let you know he was like, he's wearing his daughter's graduation. He had on like the socks and the coat and the, the Nike slides and like sweats. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm like, all right, you know. <laughs> that that gives you some pause because any man willing to wear that might be a bad dude. That's very funny. Now, I want to be clear if my tweets real AF happens to hear this podcast that I respect him. I am very beat upable and I don't I do not want to fight. So I respect him and I I think he's a big strong smart guy and I like his basketball takes. I'm sad that he's not on Twitter anymore. And I appreciate that he did this for for me and for everybody else. 
he he wraps up his his tweets that mm-hmm. day by saying, "If y'all think driving thirty five minutes to fight a disrespectful bad word, he called you a bad word, mm-hmm. is crazy, cool. Just understand, you soft." So now he's calling everybody else soft that doesn't that thinks that maybe he went too far. He finishes by saying, "And you're simple AF. You're simple as fuck. If you think this was about Kobe, it's about talking with respect." Talk to me like I'm in the room. Now, I think that's a really cool sentence, actually. Talk to me like I'm in the room. And I and I think it's not a bad plan in theory for all of social media. It is. But guess what? I would say that with my room. I'm not fucking scared of you, bro. That's what people, that's what people are like. You're just saying this shit because you're online. The people who know me and have seen what I've done in my life, they're like, nah, this is who he is. So if I'm sitting across from somebody, I say, nah, that's stupid, bro. And he would say, what the fuck you say to me? I said, that was fucking stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna fuck if you get mad because I'm telling you what you're saying is stupid. Then what you're saying is probably stupid. Right. So that's my thing. That, that was the, that's where the disconnect was. A lot of people are like you just you talk like that. I said no, I talk like that. I would say if he was in front of me, then why didn't you go fight him? I said that's fucking. What sense does that make? I I hear you. And let me tell you, I don't I don't um I don't warrant fighting. I don't think it should be done. I mean, listen, you get in fights, it happens. I don't think people should fight. I appreciate that you are taking the stance you did at the time, and you continue to take the stance that I'm not going to fight you. Well, like, why would I fight you? I think that's the mature and grown up uh, way well, to so be. So here's the stance. No, the stance is actually I would fight yeah. you. I'm not going to go out of my way yes. to fight you. That's right. Sure, I get it. Right. You I know, totally get it. Yeah. If he was here, I wouldn't be like, oh, hey man, let's be, let's talk about right. it. Right. Nah, I'd punch him in the shit if if it's time to. Yeah. But. <laughs> If he was there, you'd punch him in his shit. And like, yeah, yeah, but just was, if he stands up and he's like, "What'd you say about me?" I'm standing up too. I'm saying right. this shit was fucking stupid. And if things get that way, they get that way. I'm not gonna back down because you're here. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. I think a lot of people, and it's funny because I think everyone, everyone has a frame of reference that they use when they are on Twitter. They think everyone's just like right. them, right? So, right. right. There's a lot of shades of gray. So yeah, I did provoke him, and I guess uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy had the show with Poppy. Um, what's his name? Uh, Levitard. Levitard called me a fucking punk because I said I was going to fight mm-hmm. and I didn't show up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, that's fine. Right. That that one, it didn't hurt my feelings. I was like, damn, Levitard, what are you punk for? But <laughs> like, I talked to Bomani Jones afterwards. Like, I, I think Me and Bo used to chop it up a little bit. And, he, and the DM, he's like, man, that was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. He goes, if, you, if somebody's going to be dumb enough to drive from their house and think they're going to fight, that's on them. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, the frame of reference is, I guess if somebody challenged you to fight, you have to go. If you say yes, right. I'm not doing that. No, that, that's just I, something that's not brought up enough to me is the gas involved. He's on record saying it's about a 35 minute drive. It's California. So let's assume he's on a highway doing, you know, it's 35 minutes on a highway. Yep, he's yep. probably going 70 miles an hour in there. 30, yep. Yeah. 35 minutes there, 35 minutes back. That's an hour, hour plus on 70 miles per hour. That's 70 plus miles. Let's assume for a moment he's in like some midsize SUV. Uh, I can't see him in like a Corolla or something. I think he's too I could. tough for that. Maybe like a, nah, he, maybe he like a RAV4. He'd, dra- he'd definitely drive a Corolla. He'd drive a, he's a little, he's a little guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I could see him in like a big, long Cadillac. Anyway, tw- in 2014, a, a small SUV was averaging 22 to 20, 20 to 22 miles per gallon. That's three uh, that's a three-plus-gallon drive. The average gas price, I looked this up, in California in December of 2014 was $2.91. But since it's SoCal, let's bump it up to like 3 bucks even. That's about a $10 ride that he's taking to fight. Now, $10 isn't a lot of money, 
But having to pay someone ten dollars, having to pay somebody ten dollars to beat someone else up, I think does put it in a different light. Like if I, again, if someone's there and you get into a fight and you're gonna fight, fine. But if it's like, hey, do you want to fight this guy? In order to fight him, you do have to give me ten dollars. That's like to me, it puts. I'm it in a proud different light. that I wasted his time and his gas <laughs> because it shows you what a fucking idiot he was to right. so blindly get in his car on a fucking Sunday afternoon. Maybe noon, one o'clock, and drive on Christmas Day. The highways are wide open because everyone's with their families. Right. And he's just driving. He's steaming, and he gets there, and then he reads my tweets where I say L M A O, all caps. You thought I was gonna come fight you? I'm in Arizona. <laughs> so I imagine he's standing in the parking lot of 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 Gold's Gym, which is closed because it's Christmas Day. No right. Other right. Yet. Right. And he's just <laughs> tweeting away as he stands there. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> What a fucking moron. And to this day, I've never spoken to him. Some people are like, would you guys do a podcast together? Right. No, we won't because I have nothing. I have nothing but bad things to say to him. And it's going to just evolve <laughs> into me calling him a loser over and over again. You know, he, so. I hope that you guys run it back. I hope you guys get together on Twitter and fight one more time. So I, can you imagine we, the no, joy? You no, know we wouldn't. Because later on, as his tweet finally got bigger, he changed his name to something else. And he was one of the most vilely misogynistic, oh, really? homophobic pieces mm. of shit. And all of his followers right behind him. So once I blocked him, it was blocked for good. And it was with good reason. He was uh, like to the point where I'm pretty sure none of my mutuals were following him because he was such a fucking piece right. of shit. Right. Imagine so, a scenario if you're listening to this. Imagine a scenario where... He gets back on Twitter some Christmas morning during the Christmas games, and you guys just just fight on Twitter one more time. That would be we would we would bring so much joy to all of us. I, 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 we would I be just, so no, happy. The, the minute I see him online again, I'm blocking his account because he's a fucking moron. There's a difference between arguing with people that I even I respect, and I I read his tweets afterwards. I have no respect for him, and so yeah, if I saw his at and he said, "Hey, there you are, snotty, you idiot," I'm gonna block him immediately. And then people are like, you're a coward. I'm like, not a coward. That's how I do my timeline. I block people for having shirts and the color I don't like. I block some. <laughs> I have 100%. I've, oh, somebody has added me before. I go, damn, his picture looks stupid. And I'll just block him. So, yeah. <laughs> Snotty, thank you for te- helping me tell this story. It's now time to dive into the first ballot Hall of Fame credentials. Each week, we examine the greatness of our sports moment by going through these credentials. They're the categories by which we judge our moment. Are you ready, Snotty, to go through Let's these? Let's do it. Analytics. Your followers before the argument you said was what? Uh, maybe 1,200. Maybe something like that. After the argument, what are your followers at? I think by the end, I end up with maybe seven, 8,000. Oh, my God. And now you're at like 30. So that probably catalyzed a lot of people following you, learning about you, reading your tweets, retweeting you. Your name gets out even more. People start following you. That leads to where you are now, an influencer. That's very true. Um, and like I really started digging into the writing a little more. And But, yeah, being, combative, being uh, combative was kind of like my – not even shtick. I thought that's what you did on right. Twitter. But that, that gets right. exhausting. Yes. So, but, yeah, it definitely um, – it springboarded me to being a – and I got I got verified shortly thereafter, I think, you know, because there was somebody who made a fake account that had a, a zero instead of the Owen Snotty. And they were just they took right. a picture and everything. And they were being amazing. Really, they're being really shitty online. 
And I, I got verified because I said, hey, this person is a person. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I so you get 7,000, 8,000 Twitter followers and Twitter blue check verifies you and says, this is the official, official Snotty this Griffin. This is the official Snotty Griffin. What a great bunch of statistics to think about and consider as we're debating the greatness of this moment. Uh, it's time for the next category is You Mad. Rob, play the, my camera on clip right here, please. Rob, you, mad, you mad, you mad, you uh, mad. Thank you so much. The category is You Mad. Did this moment make anyone mad? Yes, him, David, my tweet really F. He's very mad at you. You seem to pass this off as a joke pretty much the entire time, which I think enraged him more. He, very soon thereafter, very soon after, he records a diss track on you. I think maybe like two days later. Or the next day. I, I mean, a, it's an impressive days. turnaround. It, a, a truly an impressive turnaround. It is, but it also makes me think <laughs> that the whole thing for him, part of the shtick, was promoting right. his mix. Because his, I think he about the mixtape shortly thereafter. Right. Look and, at and, that. See? That's a great angle. I didn't know that. It's fascinating to think about. Maybe this entire thing was just a work. Maybe he's trying to drum this up with no intention thinking I'm going to take pictures of these road signs so it becomes Twitter theater, but I have no intention on fighting. I wouldn't want to fight. I'm just using this to build up my social following as well to promote my album that's going to drop. Maybe. And maybe he didn't I'd really never want considered to fight that. Yeah, somewhere in the middle, though. Maybe it's like he definitely hammed it maybe. up for the, for the followers. Fascinating to think about. So the song he released, we'll play a clip right here, Rob. He had a plan. He executed with precision. Now we winning. Now we coming for commission. This ain't a mixtape. Thank you so much. Not a not a terrible song, if I might say. I mean, I'll say this. I'm no uh, rap aficionado. I don't know everything about rap. Uh, I know that th that song was way better than I expected it to be. Hmm. I've never listened to it. <laughs> okay. So let me, I'll walk you through just a no, couple I, lyrics. I, See, I thought he had. Hey, you watched, if you watched the podcast with, with JP and them, they let me know every, yes. they let me know the worst ones. Um, yes. Something about Diggy Simmons. They love it. My friends, they my friends love messing with me about it. Uh, he said, he said, and I quote, uh, these tweets are giving you fiction. They're a constant contradiction. What you need to do is listen. This is ColecoVision. Old school game like I played against the Pistons. I was playing my position. I was playing, I ain't pimping. I was shooting for the mentions. He was trolling for attention. I mean, no, I mean, it's not bad. That's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I was shooting for the mentions. He was shoot, trolling for attention. Like, what's the difference if you're shooting for mentions? Like, what's <laughs> that's true. What's the that's difference? a good argument. I mean, that's it, a good comeback. It's not even a comeback because my buddies, I used to, yeah, everybody raps with. You should record a record. I'm not recording a fucking diss tape, diss track at some fucking loser like that. Get out of here. <laughs> he says it wasn't easy as riding to see these weenies. Mm -hmm. This game ain't cheap. You need to keep the receipts. I was in knee deep. You was in the cheap seats, in the deep sleep, like three Z's. I'm just smoking these trees, busting over these beats. I mean, I I, I don't know. I've, <laughs> I, I mean, think it's when you take it, when you take into account that this is a grown man with a daughter who just graduated from high school and he's living there. <laughs> and I guess the real bad part was I, I I did mention his his probably lovely woman of a wife. And I said something about her. Oof, that's what oof. really probably set him off. But uh, we won't we won't go into that one. Snotty, that's uh, that's no man's. Hey man, you he, can't he come. Did, 
you can't come in my mentions and and you're calling me all kind of that's fair and then everything there's nothing off limits so the language was flying i can, I can confirm that it I, is I the second time there in the song it is the mm -hmm. second time he called you a weenie he went on HuffPost Live and said his quote to HuffPost Live was, my family had no problems with me getting into fisticuffs with some weenie. I think, if I'm being honest, I think that's a very funny sentence. It's hilarious. Uh, that, that, that's, that that's all we currently have as a postmortem on this moment is spectacular. I might give another podcast episode to that sentence on its own. <laughs> uh, him calling you a weenie just really lands on him me. I think that's telling his family, I'm, hey, sweetheart, I might get into fisticuffs today. Because somebody with said a weenie, was, it's very, said I very real online. <laughs> hey, babe, I'll be back in a few hours. Wish me luck. What's going to happen? Fisticuffs I'm, with a weenie. I'm going to get in fisticuffs with some online weenie who says that Kobe isn't great and he called me not real. <laughs> oh, it's so great. And then he and then he does like this outro thing where he starts, you know, talking to you, talking shit. It's 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 a lot of listen to it. I'll put it on the Instagram at first ballot HOF. Uh it's a lot of fun. It's it's really it's a lot of it's it's a nice element to this story that he actually recorded a diss track. I mean, yeah. I I guess. Not my not my Do you publishing. think Snotty, do you think he recorded that in his bedroom? Do you think he got a studio? Like, what level of production do you think he I, was working I never with? put any thought into it, man. I know that most people, <laughs> you can just... I, I, dude, I, I'm out here, like, living, like, a real life. Like, I go out right. with women, and I hang out with my friends. Right. I'm not recording right. diss tracks over somebody on right. Twitter. I'm not right. driving to fight somebody. We're such... It's like he's living an alien lifestyle to me. You know what I mean? Yes. So, I get that. Yeah. I've never put any... Very different than you. Yeah. All the way down to his basketball takes. Very different guy than you. Makes total sense. Next category in the Hall of Fame credentials, Twitter fingers. Mm. Any fantastic tweets to come out of this? Obviously, there's millions. There's too many to even go through. But one of the best from Arash Markazi, who worked at ESPN at the time, tweets, quote, showed Kobe the Temecula tweets, and he started laughing. Couldn't believe something like that would actually happen. He followed it up by saying, by tweeting, Arash tweets, that Kobe says, the Mamba army don't fuck around. They take after their captain. Now, that's a very cool thing for for my tweets real AF, for David. I imagine a scenario where my tweets real AF, David, goes, when he sees that, goes, hell yeah, me and Kobe in the pocket, like we're boys now, right? Like he's got to be like excited that that happened. Probably, yeah, yeah. What do you think when you see that? When you when you find out that Kobe Bryant sees what the two of you did, what's your reaction? Oh, I thought it was pretty cool, man. Like, because like you know, it became it definitely became more than just me and him. It got, it got mentioned on uh, I think Sports Center mentioned it. Uh, they ran a segment they did. on uh, you know, the the Lebertard show. Like, Bomani, everyone spoke on it. You know what I mean? I I got I had a to this day you can find a video of me on ESPN talking to uh, my man Jerry Bentbury about it. Right, oh my God. Yeah, the Kobe is on there. So, um, uh, Steve Nash himself, Steve Nash tweeted about it. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 the next tweet. This is a Hall of Fame tweet. Dean the Mad King tweets Steve Nash, former Phoenix Suns, now Brooklyn Nets head coach. Steve Nash, Canadian, seems like a lovely guy. Dean the Mad King tweets Steve Nash and says, "Fuck you, you washed up frail ass." <laughs> very Twitter's very funny. Steve Nash retweets him and says, I'm the hardest 41-year-old you know, Brody. 
Watch Your Mouth, or Temecula. Yeah. I mean, Snotty, you added this thing to the lexicon. You've given the world Temecula. You and David, in fairness, but you instigated the thing. I, I don't think that's up for debate. You gave the world Temecula. Steve Nash is is telling someone that he's going to fight him by saying this the the word Temecula. Temecula. That's fantastic. I've had people at my job that don't watch basketball and they, they don't even know about my online presence. And somebody wants, hey man, I just you're the guy from Temecula. And this Ugh. was like just like two years ago. And for a what's second, your reaction I, in that moment? I just laugh. I mean, it's like a sheepish kind of laugh because I know I was, I was being a dick. You know what I'm saying? I can't. You can't tell a guy's <laughs> wife looks like John Candy and expect nothing to happen. You know what I mean? So uh, I was being a dick, and I feel bad for that. I should never have brought her into it. Um, because Uncle Buck is an American classic anyway. Uh, but oh yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, it's happened several times with people like holy shit. I didn't re- or people who follow me now are like I didn't realize you're the Temecula guy. I remember that happened. Oh my god! And they'll, they'll oh say, I remember god. that, and I'm like, yeah, that was me. And like, you're so much, you're so much nicer than I thought you'd be. I'm like, yeah, I was old, I was old, snotty. <laughs> Congratulations! It seems like such a fun thing to be. Next category: test of time. This is our category where we compare this sports moment against others like it. There's really nothing like it. I do want to bring up Katie's burner mm. Twitter ordeal. I think that's bigger. and. And Colangelo's burner ordeal. Those are two. I mean, they're bigger because those guys are celebrities. For sure. And I guess people had as much fun. I don't know. It's like one of those things where I feel like part of Steph Curry's appeal. Follow me for a second. Mm -hmm. I feel like part of Steph Curry's appeal is he's little. You look at him and you go, God, that guy's like me. He he looks like me. That's the way I'd have to play if I was in the NBA. He's the size of you feel connected to him. When Kevin Durant starts tweeting and there's like a Kevin Durant Twitter thing, you go, Kevin Durant's this seven foot alien guy that's like the best scorer of all time. And he's nothing like me. I'm not connected to him at all. When you and my tweets real AF start fighting, it's like I go, oh, I know this guy. You're much more relatable. I'd say yours is slightly bigger. Yours is slightly more fun. Theirs is a bigger moment because they're celebrities. But yours is way more fun. Uh, I, I agree with that that ours was because ours was organic and stupid and it became it went one of the first things i could think of obviously of things but like it went viral you know what i mean right just two guys arguing that it went viral and like we're on tv that's that was wild right it was um but i guess in the big scheme of things it's a drop in the bucket i guess i don't know that's just me saying it from my end because it's not it's it's really it's not it's i appreciate i hear you saying it and i know why you would say it's a drop in the bucket but i sort of sit here and go this is a big deal. We're talking about it now. People love this moment. It's we hold it with fondness. We cherish this moment. It's a Christmas memory for a lot of us. Thank you, Snotty, for doing it. The next category is our voting committee. We wanted to give David, aka my tweets real AF, the chance to respond to all this nonsense. But as I've told you previously, we could not found, find him. He's vanished online. Again, congratulations to him for that. We should all be so lucky. But because we could not find him, we are going to cast his part. Uh-oh. Here to respond, acting as my tweets real AF, David, is hilarious comedian, actor in The Last OG, Derek Gaines. Derek Gaines as my tweets real AF, take it away. 
Hello, yeah, my name is Tweets Real as Fuck. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your show. And I don't give a shit if this moment makes the first Battle Hall of Fame. I'm just here to say fuck Snotty Drippin' and fuck his whole fucking life. You understand that? That bitch ass roast pork eating motherfucker. Fuck your Christmas. No, well, no, well. Oh, fuck you, Snotty Drippin'. Moving on, the next category is our X Factor. What is the hidden thing in this moment? that adds to its greatness. Is there something snotty that we have not yet discussed that adds to this moment's greatness? Anything you can think of? Uh, I think we already talked about it, man. Because a lot of people say this to me. They say, your mom's roast pork must be amazing. Like something about me saying, I'm at chilling my mom's <laughs> eating roast pork. <laughs> just, it just added a certain level of authenticity it really to it. And people really yes. bugged out about that. It makes you, it really trips my taste buds. Like, I feel like I can taste the roast pork. Like, when I read that, it really makes me start to salivate because I go, oh, my God, that sounds delicious. It's tender. She, she seasons it great. My mom's a great oh, cook. Yeah, man. Good for your mom. Fantastic. I want to say the X factor here is uh, the word Temecula. It's great. It's a great word. It's fun to say. It's a cool city to say that you're going to fight someone in. And it's so great. And like, there are a lot of other cities that we could be saying the meet me in city X moment, but we get to say meet me in Temecula. You remember it, Temecula? It, Steve Nash gets to say Temecula, dude. That, like, that's so much fun nice. to say. That's a good point. Yes. If, if it was like meet me in Marietta, it just doesn't sound the same. Right. Meet me. It doesn't uh, sound as cool. Uh, uh, yeah. Meet me in Carlsbad. Like that just doesn't work. Right. Something about the name <laughs> Temecula. It sounds almost exotic and like almost like. Yes. Almost like onomatopoeia. You know what I mean? Temecula. Right. It's a sleepy little wine country town. That's what's so funny about it. It's a sleepy little I know. desert wine country town where I bet there, whoever runs their social media must have been like, what the hell is going on? Because our hashtag <laughs> They had to have been like, what the fuck just That's happened? So we're That's these so funny. That's so funny. What? And who? And this, why is this guy flipping us off in a picture? What's happening? Right? It had to be like. <laughs> what did I do to him? Yeah. I feel like I could listen to you go through uh, California cities. Carlsbad, San Bernardino. Like, I love you going through different California towns. That was a lot of fun to hear. Tuberculous, um, fantastic. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work it doesn't work you know literally every other city will make me laugh if you just say it a true running joke that i just appreciate <laughs> um the mvp next category the mvp what is the mvp of this moment what uh, is the thing that what is the best part of this moment um uh, to me that he left his family on christmas day yeah and, like, it's man it's just... so great Drove an hour and a half, spent like an hour, so probably two hours away from his family. And his family was, I guess, according to him, cheering him on to go fight. Over, oh, my God. It's so much fun team. to think about. It's so ridiculous. It's really, you're right. I was going to say, I think the MVP is the sign. So, like, when the when those road yeah, signs start pictures. showing up, it yeah. When those pictures started hitting, on, I was hitting Twitter, it was just electric. It was just so much fun. But I can agree with you. Going back to the moment he leaves his family in their home to go fight you, that's just so much fun to think about. It's really just adds a whole nother layer to this. Fantastic. Now, while, while we're next talking, category. I'm looking, up, I'm looking up hashtag. While we're talking, I'm looking up hashtags to Mecula to see if anything pops up, but it's been a few years, so no. But, all right, next category. <laughs> the cosine. Sir, snotty dripping, sir. Do you believe meet me in Temecula moment should make the first ballot Hall of Fame? And if so, why? 
So we're talking sports moments Hall of Fame, right? Yes. Yep. I got I, I maybe I'm being uh modest here, but no, not first ballot. It's it's on the fringes. It's definitely a uh, uh like an ancillary uh moment in time, right? You know, it, and it, it the the rise of viral stuff on Twitter, Twitter becoming a, a booming thing. Yes. Um, so yes, it definitely has a moment, but just because it's two guys about to fight, like you know, we've seen so many other great things on Twitter. The burner, the giant collars, you know. Uh, yes. That to me, those are bigger, and I, that's just me. But like, yeah, it, I think maybe after about the the third go around of voting, it'll get in. Not first ballot. Snotty, I really appreciate your honesty and your candor there. I will take what you said into consideration, but we have reached the induction speech. Uh-oh. It is time for me and me alone to decide whether Meet Me in Temecula makes it into the first Bell Hall of Fame. I am taking into consideration everything we've discussed in this episode. In the landscape of sports, an anonymous argument over a player is not unique. However, Meet Me in Temecula was a seminal moment in black Twitter, of which I am not a part. And to me, in my opinion, black Twitter has propped up Twitter, if not all of social media, for years. The engine of the meme and viral machine in our society is African-American culture. And for this moment to be so big in black Twitter is important. This moment now transcends sport. For the word Temecula to take on a new definition. For the word Temecula to become a verb. That's special. And lastly, if this argument happened over any other subject... We'd probably not be discussing it, but it's Kobe Bryant. He's the jet fuel here, and that's just perfect. This near fight in Temecula, California, adds to the legacy of Kobe Bryant in a very weird but very real way. The the, the Christmas of this makes this just incredible. For that reason, I am proud to induct Meet Me in Temecula into the first ballot Hall of Fame. You walk into the hall, you make it right, you make another right. And there, hanging on the wall, is the bronze plaque for Snotty Drippin'. And my tweet's real AF. Congratulations, gentlemen. I just realized I found a tweet from Good Morning America. No! Is that true? Yes. (laughs) It's hashtagged. It's hashtagged and everything. You know, hashtag Temecula. Twitter user drives 50 minutes on Christmas for offline fight with someone over Kobe Bryant. Yep, it's on Good Morning America. GMA. Yep. If you hit Good Morning America, you've hit that is the mainstream. It That's does not get more mainstream than Good Morning America. That's pretty hilarious. Snotty, it's fantastic. I appreciate you doing it. I appreciate you instigating it. I appreciate you even more coming on this podcast to discuss it. Thanks so much for doing it. What can you plug? Plug whatever you're working on so that my listeners can check you out and follow you. The Dunk Tales podcast of the 19 Media, 19 Media Group. Every Thursday we record, we post them on Friday. So everybody, you guys tune in. We're on all platforms. That's The Dunk Tales. I encourage everyone to go follow Snotty Drippin on Twitter. Follow The Dunk Tales podcast. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Snotty, thanks so much for doing the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for, I was late today, so thanks for not cussing me out. And I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> Seriously, it's crazy, man. I mean, you've been, we've been, both been in NBA Twitter for probably about a decade now, and I always see you. Yeah. We've had our disagreements about silly stuff, but you all have been, you all have been a pretty cool dude, so it's good, man. I want you to know that anything you say about the Lakers, I will censor 100%. <laughs> but you know what? It's almost not even fun making fun of the Lakers anymore. It's to the point now where it's like, how dare you? you? This you know, is over. 
This is you over. Know that meme? You know that, this that podcast meme the, is over. The meme from The Simpsons with the kids like, stop, stop, stop. He's already dead. Yes, That's how yes. it feels right now with the Lakers. How dare you? How dare you bring that up at the end of this? We had a good conversation. I feel like we're closer. And now you're doing this. Hey, man. Hey, you got Russell Westbrook for another year. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you, my tweet's real AF was right. You are a loser. <laughs> Snotty, thank you so much for doing the show. I really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me on, brother. That's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Credits first ballot is edited by the Emmy winner, Rob, 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 Rob Rucci. And the show is produced by Tepka Sal, Jessica Sang, music by the Mighty Rhythm J. Follow him on social at Rhythm J. Show logo by Rob Harskamp. Make sure to follow First Ballot on Instagram at First Ballot HOF. Rate and review us. Tell a friend and come back next week for another great sports moment. This is First Ballot. I'm about to drop 35 minutes up to Mecca and go be some dude ass.